Hello and welcome to the Bellingham Real Estate Podcast. I'm Paul Balzotti. I'm here with Joy Edwards-Brown. Welcome, Joy. Good morning. Good Thank morning. You. Yeah. And today we are talking about the shifting real estate market because things have been shifting a bit. And we are going to talk about your background a little bit. And then we're going to talk about what a shifting market means for buyers, what it means for sellers. So we're going to have some insights and tips in there too. But first, let's get into talking about you. So Joy is a managing broker with John L. Scott. And also she does our a lot of our new agent training. And she's done it for corporate John L. Scott as well. And so you have vast experience um, and training, managing and selling and you also sell. So you're a you're full time active realtor as well. Yes. So when did you get into real estate? It was, uh, I want to say it was the end of 2010, beginning of 2011. So not a fantastic market. Well, that's, that's, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring it up is not just to talk about that you have a, a many years experience, but you started it in 2010, 2011, and that was in a very different market. Well, first off, what, so what most people get into the market when the market's hot. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so that's why there's been so many new realtors the last couple of years. Yes. But you got into the market when people were dropping like flies. Big time. Realtors, that, that is. Big time. Um, what prompted you to get into real estate in 2010, 2011? I actually had a conversation with my husband about that. Yeah. And um, we tend to be people who will zig when everybody else is zagging. Yeah. And I figured there was there was no better time to actually get into the market. Mm -hmm. What I was able to do foundationally and how I refined my systems and processes when I didn't have to worry about fielding 20 offers on a house and, and whatnot, even though the activity felt like it was at a minimum. I mean, we had at any given point in time, you know, we get excited because we have 100 listings available, right? Well, we had 500. Yeah. A thousand yeah. <laughs> available. We had we had market time yeah. um, of years in yeah. some cases. Yeah. That is a time when you have to just dig in and dig deep and go to work. So yeah. I was able to actually really think about how I wanted to do work, how I wanted to how I wanted to help my clients yeah, and really think about why I was doing what I was doing. It was, it was a great opportunity for me. And then of course, when the market picked up, I was ready to go. Yeah. That's a really good point because, you know, when the market's slower and then, you know, realtors end up tend to be, there's less sales, but the realtors that know what they're doing tend to still do really well. And Clients lean more heavily on experienced and, and good real estate firms and, and top agents and things like that because, you know, when the market's hot, everybody feels like, well, shoot, it's going to sell no matter what, you know, all that kind of special, especially when you're selling a house. So you're right. We had houses that would sit on the market a year. It was not uncommon to have a house sit in the market for six months or a year. A lot of short sales, a lot of foreclosures. Lots of short sales. Absolutely. So that was that was quite the time. So we both agree. We don't really probably even need to. We could talk about this a little bit more later, but we both agree that that's not what we're heading into right now. Right. Um, I think that's been widely talked about that that's not what we're dealing with right now. But we are going into a slower uh, market. Everything's forecasting that sales are going to slow down a bit with interest rates rising. So you got into the market when it was slowing down. Um, and you that was 2010, 2011. Things started to pick up in 2012. 2012 really through 
through 2020, it was a strong, steadily growing market. Then the last year or two, things kind of went bonkers, right? They did. And they did. it felt like every listing that came on the market was going to have multi, like it didn't really matter. Literally didn't matter. You felt like if you got a listing as a realtor, it was automatically going to get multiple offers no matter crazy. what. Crazy. And so what, when you're talking to sellers right now, I know you just listed a place on Friday. I did. And you listed the place a couple of weeks before that. What are, how's the conversation shifted for you talking to, I mean, we know we're also talking to realtors in the office about this That's too, right. but directly to the seller, how is that conversation changing right now for you? Well, one of the things that I do during my consultation is to try and figure out what the seller expectation is. Right. So I ask them what they know about the yeah. market. Talk yeah. to me about what you know about the market. What is your perception of what is going on? And then I can have the opportunity to meet them with data that supports their claim right. or meet them with data that says, hey, I know why you think that, but right. this is not that. Right. This is not now. This is not six months ago. Yeah. Um, so being very honest, and I, I tell the brokers this, and you've heard me say this time and again in the office, our job is to tell our sellers what they need to know, not what they want to hear. Yeah. And we have to present the reality of the situation. Does it mean your house won't sell? No. Yeah. But we have sellers out there believing that, oh, no matter what, my house is going to sell and I'm going to get multiple offers. Well, the last thing I want our brokers out there telling everybody is, oh, it doesn't matter. Just throw it on the market. You're going to get multiple offers. That's not necessarily true. We're still seeing that in pockets. And, and real estate is location, 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 right? We're yeah. still seeing that in pockets. But the reality of the situation is, we're going to we're going to start seeing houses sit on the market for thirty days. <gasps> it, that's it, it's not a horrible thing, but if yeah. you've never lived through that market before, it looks pretty yeah dire. Yeah, and you know, so statistically, we're going to do a mid year market update for the podcast in a few weeks. But generally speaking, you know, rates went from three percent to well under three percent to over six percent really fast. Yes, so. You know, that's obviously taken some buyers out of the market. Um, the supply of inventory has gone up from one month to now we're creeping up closer to two month, meaning for every 60 homes that come on the market, instead of 60 homes selling, maybe 30 homes a month are selling right. of every 60. I don't know why I picked 30 and 60. That was random. But um, the point is, 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 and then they say that, you know, you really need to be at four or five or six months worth of inventory before right. prices will go down. So you're right. It, it's more like with a seller, it's more like a 30-day type of situation, potentially. Yes. Um, although many homes are still going to sell opening weekend, um, but not but not this instant, no matter what, multiple offers. Correct. And really, up until a year or two ago, that was the conversation. It was 100% right? the conversation. Yeah. And I think, again, what we have to fight against, and especially with our new brokers, is that, oh my gosh, it didn't sell in the first weekend. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Right. You have to go to work. You've yeah. got, you have to protect. <laughs> you have to. You need to set the expectations for your sellers. Yeah. That this may not happen. I understand what we've been seeing. We also know that there are some market forces at work that we haven't experienced. Right. As well. There's still a lot of instability. We're still watching the stock market do crazy things. Right. And there, yeah. we have a lot of buyers who have a lot of money tied up in the stock market. And so their buying power is fluctuating day by day, sometimes hour by hour. Uh, we do have more inventory coming on. We have lost a bunch of buyers because they got tired of trying to buy in an overheated market. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I myself had buyers who were like, we got to cool off until the end of the summer. And that's totally fine. They were frustrated with the process. And that, and it is frustrating. They're bringing their A game. They think they've got it. Yeah. And they don't. And that happened again and again and again. So I think- And it's an emotional process too, right? So sometimes you have to take yourself out of it a little bit. Yes. Take a break. (laughs) And it wears- it wears on them. Yeah. For us, it's our job. Yeah. For for us, we get that cushion, if you will, of it being our job. It, we're not potentially going to be living in this property that they have already fallen in love with. You know, no matter how many times we tell them, you know, don't fall in love until you get engaged. It doesn't matter. They love it. They love every single one that they see. Yeah. So it's it is a great time, I think, now to not only be educating our sellers about the reality of the situation mm. about where their property really needs to be marketed and priced in order to successfully sell. We want to keep that absorption rate, them being part of it, right? Yeah. Not the one that's sitting there the um, month down the road. But again, is it the worst thing? No, it's setting those seller's expectations, but it's also presenting it as an opportunity for some of these buyers to get back in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, been before I, I jump over to buyers, um, you know, with sellers. So it's like, okay, so if you have a two months worth of inventory and we know, you know, you mentioned earlier that there's pockets of where it's still hot. So it's like in Bellingham, you know, right now that we're still seeing multiple offers on many homes That's right. and, you know, perhaps in other markets too, but primarily a lot in Bellingham. Now you go out in the County, you go out to a home that's six or 700,000 and or 800,000, 900,000, a million, whatever the case may be. It's, of course, we're still trying to sell at the opening weekend. There's still always a backlog of buyers that are looking. There's always a chance of it selling the opening weekend. That's always our goal. So it's not like the average days on market is going to jump from five or six days to 30 days or something like that. But to your point, it's just as simple as when you're preparing to sell the house, you know, if you want it to sell the opening weekend, if you need to sell the opening weekend, you flat out have to have it dialed. You have to have it priced extremely aggressively now. Otherwise, You have to realize that buyers all of a sudden, they feel like they have a little selection. Yes. There's a little less of competition amongst them. There's the buyer pool is smaller. Right. They have a little more selection. A fighting chance now. So, you know, it's only going to be the best of the best listings every week that sell. And, right. and then, you know, and then maybe the next week you're the best listing or right. maybe, you know, and then you see price reductions. I mean, I, from my standpoint, a lot of the price reductions, um, are we call it anticipatory, uh, anticipatory yes. pricing where, you know, it's really just, it's not necessarily price reductions, values going down, but it's simply sellers who started too high. Right. And, and then, you know, they're realizing, wait, things really have leveled off a little bit right now. And so then they're price reducing back to kind of where things generally had been selling over the last six months. Right. So it, you know, it really depends on where you position the property, where the property is located. But yeah, having a plan. And then as realtors, we obviously have to be super proactive and have that plan in place. We do. And, um, and do, do marketing, do all that kind of work. Well, nine yards. And, yeah. it, and, it's, and I think it's a huge change in business practices. Yeah. People got away from doing the fundamentals because it was such a churn and burn. Yeah. And it almost felt more transactional. I think right. this is a time for realtors to be able to say, let me make sure that I'm connecting with my sellers. Yeah. Let me make sure that I am putting their needs above my own. Right. And I and I think it's I think it's something that as we're talking to people and as I talk to my friends who are in real estate and even in lending and 
the inspectors with whom I work, I think everybody's ready for a little bit of a yeah. Everybody like everybody feels good about it. Everybody feels good yes. about it. Yes, and and we yeah. just have to get our consumers and our clients on board with that as well. That it really is something positive. Now, when we and it's funny for for you to say, oh, we're going from a month of inventory to almost two months of inventory. Well, we have to remember that's still not really balanced, right? It's, right. It's two months, and even though we may have a smaller buying pool, we probably still don't have enough inventory to meet the needs of all of the buyers out no. there. So yeah. we're still going to feel a little bit of that tension. We're not going to get balanced until we get towards that three, a solid three months, even four months of inventory. Yeah. So we're, we'll see activity slowing down, which is what we're seeing right now. And again, totally fine. Um, but we, as of yet, I haven't seen it affect pricing. Yeah. Um, and especially when we can be really clear on why we should be marketing a, a particular property at a certain price. Yeah. And activity is a, is a word that um, I'll put a little more description on for um, people who don't follow all the numbers. So because we're in the summer, the actual sales will be, will be relatively high. There'll be a lot of sales, but maybe compared to last year, there'll be less sales. And then the activity as realtors is, is basically how many showings per listing. So when we're listing a house, we were our, we were averaging getting 11 showings per listing in one weekend and now that's dropping down to 6 7 8 you know and it's, and if it's in the county maybe there's only two or three or four showings that's right. and so that's the activity but you'll need one buyer um to sell the house you don't need 11 so and that's important that's a really important <laughs> yeah. point because yeah. people are forgetting that they're yeah. used to having this plethora this buffet of offers if you will yeah. we only need one yeah. we need one really good clean, qualified buyer. That's yeah. what we need. That's what we're shooting for. So that's for the seller. So now we flip it to the buyer. You talked a little bit about earlier about how you have some buyers who just emotionally just had to take a break yes. and just, just yes. got burnt out on getting bid out on multiple offers. That's right. And you also just mentioned clean offers. Well, you know, one thing that's coming back, um, I'm noticing is a lot more inspection contingencies, Yes, a lot more you know, if you're the only offer, all of a sudden you can bring back normal contingencies That's in your right. offer. That's right. And so, you know, there's definitely benefits to buyers right now. Um, what are you telling your buyers that you're working with right now? So it is very much that, that mm-hmm. while we are seeing more listings come on, which is fantastic, which means mm-hmm. there's more of a selection out there. We've got a smaller field of competition that we have to be concerned with. Buyer competition. Yeah. Buyer competition. They still have to be ready. That has never changed. That narrative has never changed. They need to be ready. They need to be pre-qualified. We need to know a pre-approved or um, underwritten because we want to know what their true buying power is. Yeah. Well, we pre-underwriting, that's 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 a big new thing too. Pre-underwriting is, is fantastic. And, and I love it, love it, love it. That's moved to where now buyers can close on properties in a couple weeks. Exactly. In some cases or even quicker. Exactly. So- so for our buyers, we still want them prepared. We want them ready to buy. We we also need to be explaining the process to them. And I know that there are a bunch of brokers who haven't had to worry about the contingencies. Yeah. I mean, it was part of the conversation. Oh, my gosh, I've never written an offer with inspection contingency. <laughs> well, you're going to start because yeah. we're going to see it. Um, and and it's going back and learning those skills. They were, we're a little rusty on it, yeah. right? But falling back to... Hey, this is what we can do. 
This is going to allow us to not have to do the vast majority of that due diligence right up front and basically sign everything away, right? You're going to have time. A normal, it won't be, it will feel, it will feel a little more sane. Yeah. Probably to most buyers, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but it is still incumbent upon us as buyer brokers to make sure that we're preparing our buyers for these things. There's some things that we can put in here. Some might perceive that they, you know, a contingency can make an office or an offer weaker. I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that. And especially because we are seeing less and less and less competition as far as that multiple offer situation is concerned. They can take a little more time. They could actually See, I, I showed a house twice. Same yeah. house twice. <laughs> Before you had to write an offer. Before you had to write an offer. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to, we will start to see more of that. Again, that's buyers being able to take a breath. Right. Um, and buyers getting really creative yeah. with interest rates and how they're financing things. And uh, we had a conversation not too long ago about um, a broker friend of ours who was able to get her buyer's money on a seller concession to help buy down an interest rate. So there are some really interesting things that are happening in the market. And I think as we, as we start to see that leveling off, um, we'll start to see some, some different, maybe more creative tactics that buyers can employ. Yeah. So you talk about, you buy down the rate. There's the, then a lot of the arm options, which is like a seven year lock, 10 year lock. That's right. Um, a lot of buyers are going back to those because you can get a rate in the fours Correct. with a seven-year lock from a lot of lenders, at least this last week when this is being recorded. So yeah, going back to getting looking at re-looking at the financing options right. and getting a little more creative to get the rate down. That's a very good point. Or a buy down. Um, because I asked the loan officer, because sometimes when you go to buy down, which means that's basically paying extra yes. so that upfront to to get the interest rate down. You know, if you're going to stay in a home for more than two or three years, a lot of times these buy downs make a lot of sense. They pencil out really well. Absolutely. So it is an incumbent on, and that's why we're talking about this in the podcast, but it's incumbent on realtors to also, and loan officers to be having those conversations with their buyers, like you said. Absolutely. And, you know, with the inspection contingency, um, that's probably the biggest other shift is we were getting used to these essentially you'd run an inspector out over the weekend, do some sort of pre-inspection. A lot of them weren't even full pre-inspections. You're essentially kind of waiving appraisal and waiving inspection with just, just a cursory walkthrough of the house. Um, you're right. Get, being able to have a couple showings, yes. think about it, yes. put in a couple contingencies, and then having not only being able to potentially negotiate on the offer, but then also being able to do an inspection while you're under contract. Right. Because a lot of, if you don't buy all the time, a lot of people forget that really normally we used to always during that inspection contingency was kind of a second round of negotiation a little bit. hundred percent. And so it's like, wait a second, maybe, you know, you can, you can negotiate a little bit on the price potentially. And then you could use that inspection contingency to maybe further negotiate some repairs or whatever else. And so, yeah, it's, it is, it is a shift happening there. Now, before we jump off, I got to ask you, so, and I didn't tell you, I was going to ask you. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, no. So what, like, and this is just honest, right? We just got to spitball here for fun. Okay. So in one year from now, okay. Um, okay, so we, this is an important distinction. You know this, but some people listening might not know this or watching. 
So there's home sales, home sales, and then there's home values, right? Right. And so I feel like a lot of times people get, they see home sales dropping and they equate that to home values. So um, this is not really, this is goes kind of without saying, but so you in a year, a year 12 months from today, okay. I'm guessing you would predict that home sales will be, home sales year over year would be down. Okay. I think they're probably going to be down. Okay. Yes. So home values. Okay. So well, let's go Bellingham, then Whatcom County in general. Okay. Would you, would you wager, because this is going to be recorded. So. Okay. Um, Here, we you, Here we go. And uh, would you not wager? a betting woman, Paul, <laughs> making me stick my neck out. Oh uh, well, I mean, just for fun. All so right. I and I w- and would you predict that they're going to be down slightly, level, you know, up slightly or up five or ten percent? What would you? What would you? Twelve I, months from now, I actually think we are going to be level, if not up slightly. Okay. I. I understand. Again, is that Bellingham to- or Whatcom County? Because um, you could do because because Bellingham probably we both would agree Bellingham might be a little stronger. I I do. I think it's slightly stronger. Yeah. But I still, I'm still pretty bullish about it. To be honest with you, I yeah. think Whatcom County is not going to go down. Okay. And here's the reason why. Yeah. Because the economic forecast for the Pacific Northwest is actually very very positive and yeah. very very strong, and we sit in this happy little pocket. Um, where people really want to be for a lot of different reasons. People are not going to stop coming to the upper left-hand corner. It's a great place to live. Yeah. So I feel pretty strongly that maybe we won't see the crazy 27% year-over-year increase that we saw. But I think we are still going to see home values go up. We will see, again, that activity, the sales, those might be less than what we saw. Mm Last year, yeah. But I, but I don't think that is sounding the alarm. I don't think the sky is falling. I think real estate and your home is still a really solid investment. I am, I'm feeling pretty positive about Whatcom County's position as a whole. We yeah. have a, it's a, it's a, it's a strong. Our economic forecast for the whole is just it, it's quite strong. We can't deny that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm, I'm gonna say that I think that. Um, Whatcom County and Bellingham will in a, in twelve months will both be up in and sa- not in sales. Sales will be down, but um, value will be up. And here's where I think is I think it's going to be kind of back to seasonal. Where the last couple years, right after the the kind of very short pandemic recession, it's been kind of nothing but up almost month after month after month. Um, but normally. You know, you'd see a summer lull, maybe a little bit late summer surge, and then you'd have a winter kind of lull. And then the spring is when most of the appreciation is. I would guess that prices will feel pretty level and flat for most of the rest of the year. They might even feel like or even look like they're declining slightly in mm-hmm. um, in some outer markets um, going into the fall and winter. Right. But I think next spring, um, things will jump up a little bit again. Um, so. You know, just because, again, I think the supply and demand, um, unless unless rates go up to like, you know, 8% or something, which I don't think that they're going to go that high. But I, I mean, can knows, see a little knows? bit of an, yeah. an increase. I mean, yeah. the Fed doesn't talk to us. They yeah, we don't know. I mean, we don't know. But, but I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if rates are in the same, in same general range. Yes. Then I think that I think a year from now prices will be up and I think they'll be up, you know, five, seven, eight 
25% still. Well, we have to remember that we still have a lot of sellers with a huge amount of captured equity in their homes. So there is money sitting there. Um, American savings for families is hugely up. Yeah. And I think now people are going to move and it's the choice. It's not the impetus of, I have to get out of the city. You've got to get my family someplace safe. It is, no, we're making this choice. This is yeah. this is a real choice that we are making and this is an option for us now. And so we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and you know, it's, you, the other reason why sales will be down is for that exact reason is that, you know, people will still be moving and this is still a place people want to move. But, you know, the people that, you know, maybe some of the first time home buyers, some, maybe some of the investors, maybe some of the people who just because rates were so low, were just kind of trying to, you know, just get in the market and because the market was so hot, but, you know, people, yeah, people still need to move and they're still with the pandemic. They're still with, um, with working from home. There's still a lot of people that are still trying to pick where they want to live long-term. Exactly. And so, um, that dynamic hasn't changed. So, okay, well, good stuff. Well, thank you for joining us, Joy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you can reach out to Joy if you have more questions about the market. And uh, I love working with her every day, and I appreciate you, Joy. And that is all we got. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.